Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. The 3-2 pitch from Papelbon. Swung on and hit well. Deep right center field. Back out of Toko Chris to the wall. Gone! Welcome to the team, Dan Johnson. Swing line drive right center. It's a base hit. Kiermaier around third. He scores the tying run to third base and being waved home and falling. And now they've got a top of between third and home. The ball gets away. In the score, Rosarena. The Rays have won. The one-two from McClanahan on its way. Swing and a miss. The pitch on its way. Swing and a miss. He struck him out, and what a start. Swing and a fly ball with a gap in right center. Kiermaier coming over. He's going to make the catch. Verdugo's going to tag. Here comes the throw to third. He is out at third base. They got him. They got him. What a throw by Kiermaier. Now the 0-1, the Lowry on its way. Swing and a ground ball to second. This should do it. Hockey has it. Takes it to second himself. This improbable season has another chapter to it. The Rays are going to the World Series. Oh, Yurk, every once in a while you get stopped in your tracks with news that uh, is incredibly sad. And that happened yesterday morning. Jesse Rogers was the first to inform me that our former teammate and friend and colleague in Chicago's very own Dave Wills had passed overnight Sunday, uh, Saturday into Sunday. Um, Dave was going to be 59 in about a week. He, for those of you who don't know, uh, was a big part of this radio station when we got up and running. Wilsey was coming to the anniversary show in a couple of weeks. Danny reached out to him, and, I mean, the season's getting ready to start. Dave left here after 2005. He was White Sox pre- and post-game host, amongst many other things. I mean, Wilsey did a weekend baseball show. He did the Kevin White show. Um, you know, Wilsey coached college baseball for a little while before, as he was getting into the radio business. After 05, he left. He got the play-by-play job in Tampa. He has been there ever since. Stayed in Tampa ever since. Was a big part of the Rays community, the Tampa St. Pete community. Um, did UIC games while he was here. But he, Danny reached out to him. And he's getting ready to, to do Rays games as they're about to go at the end of this month here, start the regular season. And he was working it into his schedule to come in for the 25th anniversary show. Um, and I'm just, I was, I mean, like it was a ton of bricks. York. I couldn't believe it. As I looked at Jesse's text, you know, um, he was, and I had put something on Twitter yesterday. The best way I could describe Wilsey was he was extremely fun and gregarious and outgoing. He was great to Sylvie and me when we were young and coming up in this business, especially me. I mean, I spent a lot of nights over there as a reporter covering games and then going in and Wilsey was always so willing to let me come on the post game show it was he and Bill Melton doing the post game show. And anytime I was there working the locker room afterwards, Wilsey, I got sound of this or this or that. You want to hear it? Yes. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Come on, come on. Never said no, never turned me away. Uh, we had so many great times hanging at that ballpark with Wilsey going to Jimbo's afterwards, which is Cork and Kerry now, but we remember when it was Jimbo's. Sure. And he was a re- he was like Norm, first of all. I mean, he literally. I mean, like I'm not kidding. He would walk in and belly up at the end of the bar. It was like Norm walking into Cheers. 
I had so many fun, great times with Dave Wills when we were young in this business. Like a lot of other things, guys go uh, their own way, and you you know you you kind of go your separate ways. And other than text messages and, and the occasional pleasantries over the last handful of years, I really didn't talk to Willsey that much. Remember, he used to come in studio every once in a while when he was first coming back those first handful of years. When Tampa would come to town, Willsey would make it a point sure. to come by. But even those started to dissipate oh, over the course of time. That's right, York. I hate to say it, but they just sort of did. We didn't make it as much of a habit to get together when the Rays were in town and try to grab a beer. Or he'd come by the studio. We'd go to the park and see him. Again, in the last handful of years, other than an occasional text uh, back and forth, and I had, the last time I had reached out to him was in September. He was in the hospital for a couple of days, or a couple of weeks, I think, last year because of a heart condition. And that was the last time I had any communication with him. Before that, I think it was like when one of the tornado, uh, when one of the hurricanes was tracking towards Tampa. I was like, "Hey, Willsey, how are you guys and the family? Ah, we're good. Don't worry. Thanks for checking in." You know, that was all it was over the last handful of years. You immediately regret it when somebody passes, and you're like, "Man, what? You know, I wish I would have done a better job." Easy to say now of kind of keeping in touch, but other than just those sorts of communications with Willsey over the last handful of years, uh, I just had not seen him. But he was. A fabulous, fabulous, fun yeah. guy to be around, and that's—I I don't know—maybe the, the the best thing I could say about him. He was, and he was—he was a great broadcaster. I mean, he really was. He loved baseball, but he was such a fun and outgoing and charismatic guy. I—I uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Condolences to to yeah. Liz and his family, um, but just a, he was a great dude. How'd you find out? Jesse texted Jesse me. Jesse texted. It was you? about I don't know. I was. Um, you know, you know who told me? Rick, to- Rick Friddle. Rick Friddle. Hinkley Springs oh my Water. God. We were playing in a World Series poker event at uh, Horseshoe Casino yesterday. And Rick was there playing in one of the, the matches that was a two-day event. Yeah. So he was there for the second day. And he comes up and he sees me. And he goes, hey, long time. Let's see how you doing. He goes, hey, did you hear Dave Wills passed away? And I'm like, no. That's how you heard. Me. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it was stunning news. Stunning. Absolutely right? stunning. Yeah. So young, too. I know. He's about 359. He had. Done, I think they had a spring training game the day before. I think Andy yeah. Freed, who was his longtime partner, right. I think Andy had tweeted a picture the day before. He goes today, yes. or he said yesterday was any normal day, yeah. and I can't believe it now. Yeah. The Rays dedicated everything to him yesterday, and I guarantee they'll roll some stuff out when the season starts because he really did become uh, a beloved figure down there. I mean, it was a lot of years on the play-by-play, going all the way back to 2006 uh, that he and his family were down there. Yeah, Jesse texted me, and then I saw it on Twitter. The Rays, uh, I think one of the beat guys, and then the Rays themselves had started announcing stuff late in the morning. But um, a very familiar voice to people that have listened to Chicago sports for any considerable amount of time. Again, he was part of the old sports phone crew way back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, with, like, Offman and Olkin and, and Sweet Lou and all those guys. I mean, they were doing sports phone, and but he was... He was such a big part of this place when we got up and running. And he was synonymous with doing White Sox games. He did UIC games. We were looking for the famous call when the when UIC made the tournament. Remember, the Flames are dancing, the Flames are dancing. And damn it, we've done a terrible job of archiving things. Uh, it pisses me off sometimes. I don't know why we haven't done a better job of that, but we couldn't find the sound of it. He famously, uh, Drill Rod was probably one of the most famous yeah. quotes. Remember, Eric? And the old Mac, Eric, and Harry show used to play that line Not all stop. the time. Yeah. 
Drill rods. Drill rods. It was one of the great wills. Talking about the guys, the Legue. The Legue family, talking, right? He was talking about the Legue. The Legues. Drill rods. Out of Alsip. Attacking <laughs> the uh, Tom we, Gamboa, was it? Yeah, it was Tom Gamboa. The first base coach for the Kansas City Royals. We used that term for years, remember? Yeah, like drill it was an rod. insult. We yeah. used the term because of Willsey. We use we we need to bring it back. And we used to play and it was always on the old Macker and Harry show a lot, the old drill rods. Those um, machines are gone, Carm. Oh my god. You gotta find the you gotta find the original sound. I know. But all, all we got left is drill rod. Oh god, it was so good. And he and Melty together, and I'm telling and Moose Scourin. Moose, oh, uh, God rest his soul, too. God rest his soul, too. Moose Scourin signed uh, Max. It's an all-timer. Jose Valentin jersey. Oh, yeah, no problem, Mac. I'll sign it right here. <laughs> it was like the old and Mac didn't throwback. have it. Mac didn't have it. Mac didn't have this. He didn't have it. The word, you know, the gumption to say nope, no, Moose, don't sign it. All time yeah. story. Mac was just showing him the yeah. throwback jersey, and Moose thought he wanted him to sign it, so he just took it, took out the sharpie, the sharpie out, Moose, Moose scouring on there. Now, granted, Moose won like eight World Series, so maybe yeah. that thing's worth something. Yeah, but Mac telling the story. Is an all timer. Yeah, we might have to dust that one off for the yeah. reunion show coming up. Yeah, that was a classic. But uh, I don't know. Any, anyway, I, I, I we had to we digress. In yeah, the we, I mean, we were going to say something. I mean, again, for people that remember the early days here, uh, from you know 2000, I think all the way through 05, Wilsey was doing pre and post with Bill Melton, and we had a lot of good times and a lot of laughs. And he was quintessential, essential, like Southwest Side Chicago. I mean, lived in Oak Lawn until high yep. school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just um, loved the White Sox. I mean, had such a such a soft spot uh, spot in his heart for for White Sox baseball. Did not like the Cubs. Was not afraid to show it. You know, I mean, definitely one of those guys who yeah. bled White Sox baseball. Had a real dislike for the Cubs, but uh, loved baseball in general. He was a great broadcaster. Um, Again, to Liz and his family, to his stepson, to his daughter, condolences. And uh, I, I just, I wish, you know, wish we would have kept maybe in a little bit closer touch. Wish we could have seen him at the reunion show because he was planning on being a part of it. But Dave Wills was an all-timer. He was an all-time guy. And I don't know, if you leave this world and people say that about you, I guess he did something right. Right, Yerk? Like, I I wouldn't mind if, you know, when it's all said and done, if people say that about you. He was when an they think about a, you, they smile. That's Carm. it, Yerk. He was so an he all-time guy. More. I mean, you're 100% right. Like, he was just, he was an all-time good guy and just fun and personable. And uh, I know Tampa and everybody down there really miss him. And rest in peace, Wilsey. So, and uh, yeah, we will. We'll move on. We've got a pair of anniversary tickets that we're going to give away Adam, is it every day for the next two weeks? Every day every for day. the next two weeks. We'll do station trivia, and this will be your last chance, I think, to grab these tickets. Um, as the anniversary show is now fast approaching, it's just a couple of weeks from this Friday. It's at the House of Blues Friday, March 24th. I can't wait for that. It's going to be a lot of fun as we reminisce and celebrate, and we'll have the MGH reunion and things like that. But pair of tickets to give away. Every day for the next two weeks. Stay tuned before we're out of here at 2 today. We'll do a little station trivia, and you will have a chance to win. We'll do it right before we jump into Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvia a little bit later on. 312-332-3776. Anything you want to talk about with us from the weekend? We spent a lot of time in the first hour on the Combine and Ryan Poles and some of the quotes that you may have read or heard us read from his lengthy sit-down with Peter King over the weekend at the Combine. 
I mean, it sure sounds like this pick is gone, that they're going to be on the move, that he knows the importance of building this thing through the draft, and they want not just a lot of capital this year. They want, He's talking about years' worth of draft capital, York, which we love the sound of that, and hopefully they can capitalize the way they think they can, the way we think they can in terms of uh, draft equity going forward. If you want to talk about any of that, feel free to ring us up. We'll also get a baseball update from Jesse Rogers coming up, including the news about Mike Clevenger over the weekend. So stick around. Jesse's going to join us when we return. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. We need our fix from our man Jesse Rogers. Broke the Clevenger news yesterday that he will not be disciplined. So uh, Jesse will get us into some of the finer points of that and uh, the program that he will still remain in going forward with MLB and the MLB PA, but he will not be suspended. It's Carmen and Yurko. Jesse joins us now in the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Happy belated birthday, by the way, to Jesse. What's <laughs> Thank up, you. Jess? Thank what, you. What do we got? 50, 51? Oh, 56. Yeah, let's just stop there at 51. Stop let's stop right. at 56 right. or 58. He's not 56. Yeah, yeah. you got to remember, you know, he's about 24 when he... When he started with Mike, Mikey in 92. That's a long time ago. Let's say in in, in between, uh, higher than 51, lower than 56. Let's put it that way. We'll go right in in between (laughs) in the sweet spot somewhere. Well, happy birthday weekend. Hope it was nice. Uh, Yeah, it was great. Good. That's good. Did you go to the mission? I no, I just got back here today. I went to uh, Gibson's and Rosemont Saturday night. That was the birthday dinner. Very nice. Speaking of Mike North, that Speaking was our old thing. Of Gibson, course, right? yeah, you can't go wrong at Gibson's either. No, oh, it's delicious. It. A little surf and turf. The best. Uh, so <laughs> give us the uh, give us the lowdown on uh, Clevenger. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, I know you had even hinted that it was probably trending this way in recent weeks, but this is a pretty long and lengthy um, investigation by MLB. And they, I think they said they uh, interviewed 15 different people and there were thousands of uh, electronic communications that were reviewed and the ultimate findings were just there's not enough is that right jess yeah simple as that not enough corroborating evidence um for the for the things that she accused him of uh whether it be witness testimony or like you said uh, things via the cell phone you know text messages and stuff like that just wasn't enough to rise to to a violation of the policy which would lead to a suspension so um, he's somewhat vindicated, right? It, 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 of course, doesn't mean he's completely exonerated in terms of the accusations. They just they just could not prove it or corroborate it. And boy, is he having a better day off today because the Sox are off today than than he would have if this thing had lingered on. So, mm. yeah, he he is cleared to play, and he voluntarily put himself in front of the evaluation boards. And, then, and there's a couple of different boards. There's the the boards of you know uh, treatment boards of drug abuse, abuse, or they call it drugs of abuse. And then, obviously, the domestic violence as well. There's different sort of lanes for this thing. And he voluntarily said, hey, go ahead and evaluate me. And if you tell me I need drug rehab, I'll, 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 I'll follow your recommendations. Because she did accuse him of that as well. So he did not have to do that. He volunteered to do that because he just knows there's a lot of smoke around him right now. So um, we'll see what those – I mean, who knows what those – because he does have a little bit of a shady past. Well, they, yes. may, they may recommend some sort of counseling or therapy. There's – it's, we don't know exactly, but right now um, he's with the White Sox, not suspended, and 
they said that the investigation is closed, barring any any new evidence. That's what I was going to say. Closed, barring any new evidence. It's not like they close these things forever and it can never be reopened. Uh, if some evidence were to come to light that would be brought to their attention that made them start to uh, see things in a different light, then they could always circle back to this. Is that right? Oh, yeah, definitely, okay. definitely. Receipt of new evidence, I think, is what okay. Manfred said in his statement, because you have to. There could be a witness that is reluctant now and then yes. steps forward. Maybe there's video evidence that no one knew about. You, you have to allow for a return to that. Um, but, uh, it, it, again, it's almost like it's almost like if, if you uh, our status right now, no one's accused us of anything, but that doesn't mean we didn't do wrongdoing. It doesn't mean that we did. So you almost have to look at him in that light, like, we don't know what he did or didn't do. All we know is the league could not corroborate what she accused him of. What do the what do these boards do in terms of this board that you're talking about that he's going in front of? They evaluate him over a length of time and then they make a recommendation. Is that how that works? Yeah, it could it could go live directions. The recommendation could be. Oh, Jesse, his phone. Damn it. All right, put him on. Hold. Yeah, put him on hold. <laughs> Who does he think he is? Who? Do, he just hung up. Well, I Who, hung it up because it's. it's Who the hell? Try get him back. He, hold him when he calls in. I'm going to talk to him. Well, you're going to. We're going to do well, this. I just want to. We're trying to so figure out what's so going on. What's he has the most? Of having a Who bad do you phone? think you are? Having a crappy cell phone, huh? I mean, my heaven. It's that. not the phone. It's Arizona. Then don't go to Arizona. Oh, it's Arizona. It's Arizona. He's not blaming a state. He's, he's blaming the wow. entire state of Arizona, wow. guys. Hold on. Here we go. I mean, what's going on? Right, he's back. Jesse, is it, is there? It's Arizona's Jesse. fault? Jesse! I'm telling you, for 10 years I've been coming here. It's the worst cell service. Anybody that comes to spring training will uh, verify that. Bastards. I talk to my wife daily, and I, I usually end up just hanging up on her because I can't hear what she's saying anyway. <laughs> because it, it, it is terrible here. It's terrible. I try to find there? a good spot. That's I don't the, know. It's on it's, the mountains. All right, what were you saying about this board? He goes in front of this board over, like, uh, is it a one-time thing? Does he have to meet with them over a certain number of weeks, and then they make some sort of a determination? Yeah, it, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's a little ambiguous. I don't know exactly because it could be a one-time thing, or they could say, well, you know what? We didn't like what he said. We're going to see him again. So it's sort of an, a, mm. it's a moving target in, in terms of what happens in front of that board. But he certainly will meet with them once, and then we'll see. They didn't like what he said. We need to investigate a little bit further. So it's kind of a moving target, and the recommendations are a moving target. Like I said, it could be something small, once-a-week therapy, parenting, everything, you know, what, and he agreed to whatever recommendations they make, he'll, he'll abide by. There, there may not be any. There may not be any. But, yes, so it's just sort of a moving target what you do in front of those boards. They don't really publicize it. But I, I do know it's not just like you, you go, and then if you clear it, you're done. You know, I mean, they, they could say we want to see you once a week or once a month or whatever the case may be. All right. Uh, is Andrew Benintendi going to be my team's number three hitter? That, that's what they've been saying. Oh, son of a bitch. No. <laughs> I feel like it's a bit. I feel like it's a bit now. I feel like he didn't have an answer to it. It was just like, well, uh, you know, I mean, it, it could, I mean, uh, you know. Okay. Everybody. 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 No, we're on. done. We're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> no, you, you, two we're strikes. Adam, wait, three strikes. Let Yurko, let Yurko right, decide. Yurko, do no, no, you want Jesse? On. Yeah, come on. He gets All three right, strikes. Fine. You get one more All chance. Right, I give him a thumbs up Never right again. now. You're uh, okay. Is he? Yeah, he's you're, back. You're in he's the whole unbelievable. Here, okay. You're the, uh, unbelievable. My first day back. My first day back. 
this happens. You better not I'm call stand- the Waddle and Sylvie show. You're dead if you do. I know. I'm standing in the same place, place I stood for 10 years talking to you guys outside the Cubs facility. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Maybe because you're – wait, are you in Mesa? Is that why? Maybe they don't want yes. you talking White Sox. Yeah, maybe you're right. Although, maybe if you were right. in Glendale, I could see that being much more It'd likely. Be the other way around. Jerry yeah. would be eavesdropping on all the Cubs. He's talking about the Cubs again. Cut him off. <laughs> I could see that happening much quicker than the Cubs saying don't. All right, so Ben Benintendi, he's going to be the three-hitter? That's what it sounds like. And the reason people are a little nervous about it is because he doesn't show power, right? But he can. I think he has a lot more in him. I think he's a guy that can put together both the contact game and the power game, which would fit the three-hole. But on the on paper, I get it. People see the last couple years, not a lot of power because Kansas City, he changed his swing to that ballpark. I, I, I'd have more faith in Ben Attendee than less in that three-hole. I think he'll do a good job. Um, and, and look, you uh, open to change. It's Grafal's first time around. It doesn't mean he has to be there for, for six months, but he might be there April 1st. All right. Uh, what other news before your phone drops again should we know from the weekend? Like important. Yes. Important nuggets for both sides. What are the uh, things that are happening? Okay, the first thing I could tell you is immediately when I arrived today, I watched Kyle Hendricks pitch off a mound for the first time basically in eight months. Mm. He has not thrown a bullpen session since walking off the mound in Milwaukee with a bum shoulder. So it's been almost eight months or more than eight months um, on that July day that he has not thrown off a mound in any serious manner. He aired it out today. Kyle Hendricks 2.0 is in progress. I think he's going to have a decent second half of his career, not as a one or two or even as a three, but maybe as a four. He's working his way back. He aired it out for the first time today. He said he felt great, um, and he's on track for like a mid-May, early May kind of return. He's a month behind everyone. So I think that's pretty interesting. He may be, this may be his final year as a Cub. He's the lone guy standing from 2016. This may be his final year as a Cub. Wow. So we'll see. But he is feeling great and it was his first time off the mound so so that's of interest now tomorrow i'm going to go watch lance lynn pitch mm. for the white Sox. now you have to remember lucas giolito just made his spring debut the yes. other day yep. a, a bunch of those guys are just working their way slowly you know you need 100 innings to get feeling oh, your sure. best right yeah. but take, take lance lynn <laughs> lance lynn's playing for team usa yeah so like tomorrow we should see probably like a mid-april lance lynn mm. in his start with the white Sox. Team USA has already started practicing, as a matter of fact, today. But he'll pitch for the White Sox tomorrow. Then he goes back to Team USA. Maybe he's starting one of the first games. They start Saturday. They play Saturday, Sunday, Monday in Phoenix. Team USA does. These are real WBC games coming up. They have exhibition games this week. So I'm interested to see where is Lance Lynn. And then I'm interested to see six months from now where is Lance Lynn. Because here's a guy that has to build up quickly and then last for six, maybe seven months if they make the playoffs. So... That's the guy to watch because he's a bigger guy. He's had problems in the past injury-wise, but he's ready to pitch for WBC, and tomorrow we'll see him with the White Sox. Yeah, uh, and Robert and Moncada, are are they in Taiwan with Cuba? Is that right? That's where they are? Yeah. Yep, Boy, they're I, gone. I love yep. the idea of the WBC, and I think it'll be fun watching the games, but at the same time, especially when you're, my team can't keep guys healthy, it's like, ugh. I don't know. It's just, I, think I hate to thing, say it, but yeah. you, you could take bets on, on one of these guys coming back injured. I, I the best thing that you could say about this, it keeps this White Sox team that doesn't seem to like each other apart from each other, <laughs> which like might be other. a good thing. <laughs> Who said they don't like each other? I don't know. Do they not I, I like love each da- other? I love Daryl Van Scowen in the Sun-Times. The headline is, White Sox working on togetherness. 
in 2023. Uh-huh. How, about, how about winning some games? Yeah, how about well, winning that, some games? That'd be nice. You know? I know they. I, it seems like they have maybe a lack of. With Abreu gone, you do wonder, I guess, how that's going to go. Because even with Abreu here last year, they seem to sort of just right. meander. And they, you know, I know he, he's even talked about they were, the, uh, things were sort of distant. I think a lot of that had to do with the manager. Maybe I'm that, wrong. I don't know. That's why I think Elvis Andrews is as valuable off the field as he is on. He's the instant leader glue guy of that locker room, especially with Liam Hendricks kind of not being able to run the pitching side of things because he's out, obviously. So Elvis Andrews is as valuable, I think, as anyone in that locker room because there isn't one. There is no glue guy in there. Maybe Ben Tendi evolves into it. Hmm. New guys, it's sometimes tough, but Elvis at least was there for a hmm. couple months. Gosh, it's amazing. Now, you can't find one glue guy. you got to go to Elvis Andrews, who's 34 for crying out loud, That's coming it. back. All right, well, maybe it'll help. Jess, thank you for the update. You're fu- See, you, you, you dug out of the 0-2 hole. You ended up with a, a double to, to well, the opposite it, field. It, it was an out. intentional walk. Good job. It, 0-2 hole, and I got an intentional walk that out sounds of like something Tony LaRusso <laughs> would do. Good work, Jesse. Thank you. Okay, guys. All right, Talk goodbye. to you later. There's Jesse you. Rogers. <laughs> hey, you got to admit, the third time he hung in there. 0-2, he came back. Fought a little slider down yeah. and away the other way, Yurko. Nice job. Uh, we have way NFL to, way news. to fight for a hit. Fight for a hit, baby. We have NFL news. Tags and no tags. Oh, boy. Pretty significant players. And part of this news potentially is going to affect the Bears. We'll tell you about it coming up next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. We have lots of NFL news, Yurko. The deadline for the tags is tomorrow. I mean, the big one we're still waiting on is Lamar Jackson. But here we go. Tony Pollard tagged. Tagged. In Dallas. Orlando Brown Jr. Not Uh-oh. being franchise tagged yeah. by the Kansas City Chiefs, and could he be a target of the Bears? It sure seems like he will be. He could They're going to have target. to pay through the nose. And I think his season was a little up and down last year. I think he it was. He did not play well early. Now, he How held he out. in the Super Bowl? Uh, I think I'd like to go back and watch all the tape of just him, but I think Butch, I think that line played well. Yes. I think that line acquitted itself as a group quite and, well. And I think the field probably helped them a little, but I think they did a good job. And I think the left tackle played very well. He did not get off to a good start. And I some agree. of that could have been because he was holding out. Yes. But I remember thinking like a month into the season, I'm like, boy, Orlando Brown. Now, he did get better. He graded out in the second half of the season much better, according to Pro Football Focus. And as Yurko just told you, from what you saw in the Super Bowl, you liked yeah. what you saw. Yeah. So maybe... Yeah, you pay a premium for a premium lineman. How well, old is he? Uh, good How question. I'm guessing he? 26. Orlando is that Brown about right? Jr. I played with his pappy. I know you did. Orlando Brown Jr. I think he's 26, going to be 27. That sounds right. Yes, Yurko, 26. Yeah. That's where you want. You want, you want that's what that, you that's want. That's the age you want. You don't want him in. He's about to turn 27 in May. 6, so. 8, 3, 40. Oh, hello. I know. Oh, hello. Now, for all you that want Saquon, for all the fans out there that want Saquon Barkley, or we want oh, Joseph, or we want this running back, and we want that running back, what you need is this stud right here. That's what you're looking at. Thank you. What is the number for a premium left tackle 
in free agency. I think you're looking at $20 million plus. That's what I'm guessing, about twenty. Yeah. I was trying to find what the franchise tag is. Is about $19 million for the – right? There. Yeah. So, yeah, you're looking at $20-plus million per year. Yeah. Be very interesting if, you know, the Bears were going to get involved in this or not. It sure feels like they're going to, with all that money to spend at a premium position, and maybe you could potentially – uh, strengthen two spots, right, by moving Braxton Jones to the right side. That's the obvious move, right, Yerk? Yeah. And you All potentially right. strengthen two spots on your line? Trent Williams, $23 million per year. And he's the best of the best, probably. David Bakhtiari, who's been a disappointment the last two years for the because of injury. Because yeah. of injury. Injury. $23 million a year. Laramie Tunsil, twenty two. Ronnie Staley, Ravens. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, uh, nineteen seven five. He just got his last year. Colton Miller, eighteen million, and then Garrett Bowles, Broncos, seventeen million. You're There's talking your twenty-two six. million a year is what you're going to at least, at yeah, the very least, that's is what you're going to be talking at, about. Twenty-two million a year, at least. But you can fudge those cap numbers though, where it doesn't kill you, and it doesn't make it twenty-two million a year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you could get a cap hit for him in year one at about twelve million. Just by fudging and that it. makes yeah by signing bonuses and uh, backloading the deal and then just you know lower um, the total average per the contract is a big number, but you can take them from years twenty six through years thirty with a nice contract and uh, you know maybe at thirty one you can find a way to get out of it depending on how many years you want to sign. You don't want to sign a five year deal, won't you? Five-year, $110 million, five-year, $120 million right. deal? I would think so. You want let's the next say, four years of his prime, right. for sure. Yes. And if you don't get the fifth year, so be it. I think you're 100% right. But you'd want that fifth year. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm saying, like, if you get there and you that's realize it's not worth it. you're going to be good. You yeah. want these next four years. And you got Tep Jenkins. And Braxton Jones. Now you've got a young line. Braxton's got to go to the right side. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You strengthen two positions. You get better at left tackle, you move him to the right side. Yeah, because Larry Borum was not the answer there. I don't think so. I think they know that. Riley Reif was not the answer there. No. No. A lot of guys that weren't answered. And Riley's 34 or something at this point. No, of course not. I mean, you then all of a sudden, your line consists of big-time free agent at 27, a second-year player on the right side in Braxton Jones, who played every offensive snap for you. I think there's something meaningful in that. He's the only guy to do it. Played every offensive snap for the Bears. And then Tevin Jenkins going into year three. Pretty good. I think you're pretty solid there. I think you are, too. So there's your guy. Right, so Orlando Brown others? is... I, uh, no, that doesn't mean he doesn't stay in Kansas City. I mean... Well, sure, he can sign, but he's not going to sign for less. No. And no, if I they know. would have worked out a deal, that deal would... You would never let him get the free agency. You're surprised they're... Uh... They're not tagging uh, him? You got to take a look. And when you pay the quarterback 50-some-odd million dollars... Life becomes difficult to keep everybody else, doesn't it, Carm? I mean, you got rid of Tyreek Hill. Why? Because they couldn't afford him anymore. Thank you. They didn't want to redo his contract. Thank you. And they now got they better might be saying, do we keep Juju? I mean, who do we keep here? Wow. Uh, this is from, I'll just read you Pro Football Rumors just because it's the latest one I clicked on here. Uh, Chiefs attempted to sign Orlando Brown Jr. to a long-term deal last offseason. We knew that. That's why he held out. Ended up playing on the franchise tag. That's why they're not tagging him again. You tag him again, that increases big yeah. time, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's 120. Yeah. Percent. Remember, he, he did play on the tag last year. He signed yeah. it late in camp, and he played on the tag last year. According to Ian Rappaport, they will not place the tag a second time on Orlando Brown Jr. So it probably just comes down to finances. You're right. 
and trust in what they do, and we'll replace you. Maybe they've got somebody that's on the roster that they've been looking at and say, all right, for $1.3 million, uh, we'll have you, and that creates flexibility everywhere else. This is the first you know, name that has sort of been connected through the rumor mill to the Bears to not, you know, to not be tagged. I mean, he's going to hit the market. Uh, Deron Payne was the other one, and he kind of knew all along he was going to be tagged. He has been tagged. This is the first time that you feel like, hey, a potential target of theirs is going to be there right. for the taking if they want to swoop in on Monday. Do we have any other tags that have been announced? So, so Tony Pollard announced. was tagged. Yeah, They're saying Orlando Brown Jr. will not be. Um, I think that's all the tag news. Calvin Ridley has been reinstated. Reinstated into the league. And remember, he was traded uh, to Jayville. Right. So Jayville's going to be good, Yerk. Assuming Calvin Ridley comes back and is as good as we thought he was going to be. Right, a year off when you miss all back, year of you know, He was a fantastic football player. Uh, Tennessee has made Derrick Henry available via a trade. If somebody is looking wow. for the big, big, big beefy fellow that is Derrick Henry. Who wants that, though? Well, I don't know. It's, uh, who wants it? I mean, say Saquon's available. Say Derrick Henry's available. Say Ezekiel Elliott becomes available. Those three names become available for you. Give them to me again. Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, and Derrick Henry. And Derek you're, Henry. You're asking me about those three? Well, Derrick Henry, you'd have to trade you'd for. You'd have to, have to give up something for him. I think Saquon's the guy you'd want out of that group. That'd be me. Off the injured, but least amount used, probably? For, Would yes. you say that? Yes, and really bounce back. And if I could squeeze two more good years out of Saquon Barkley before it's all said and done, if my team was good and I, ha- I, I was a playoff contender and I needed one more playmaker on offense... I guess. But, again, you can't ask these questions to us. These are not questions for the Carmen and Yurko show. Which running back would you have? Because for us, it's the kid coming out of college is the answer. The free agent. Yes. Uh, The the, the undrafted free agent. The sixth-round pick. The fourth-round pick from two years ago that I had that's been biting it. Like, that's our answer. So, I don't know. If I'm playing the game just to give you a name, I guess I'd say Saquon. Would you agree? If I was playing the game, yeah, it would be Saquon. Yeah? you got to be able to catch the ball in the back. But ultimately, our answer is always going to be the sixth-round pick. Yes. The rookie, the second-year player. 81 touchdowns and about 9,500 yards for Derrick Henry in one, two, three, four, seven seasons. Pretty impressive. Pretty damn impressive. I know what he is. We know what he is. We also know what teams do to the playoffs. uh, We know what teams do to them in the playoffs. Yeah, stack the box. We know it. Stack the box and force Tanny Hill to beat you. Yeah, and he couldn't do it. And I don't want to, like, I'm not trying to. Derrick Henry's been great. But, okay. That's why I always wonder if Tennessee's a landing spot for Lamar Jackson. I know. There were some rumors about that over the weekend, too. Is Garoppolo a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill? Yes. Okay, so he is. So that'd be a little bit of an improvement. But how long are they stuck with Ryan Tannehill's contract? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. I have to check. I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo than Ryan Tannehill. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going nowhere with Ryan Tannehill if he's my quarterback. He's, he's, uh, Yurko would put him in the category of like, yeah, he's just good enough to get you beat. You probably win nine games, maybe Tannehill. even ten. You go to the playoffs and he's going to get you beat. He I has mean, one year left on his team. One year left. He has two void years in 2024 oh, and 25. That's what Ryan Tannehill is. 
I'm looking for a QB Jimmy rating. Jimmy might give me a shot. I don't think Jimmy's perfect, but I'd feel better with Jimmy Garoppolo. His QB rating's a little bit better than I thought. Is it better than Jimmy's? I bet you it's not better than Jimmy's. His best year ever, 33 touchdowns. 33 touchdowns. What's his career best quarterback year ever. rating? 91, surprisingly. All right, that's not bad. 91-9. Yeah. I mean, what's Garoppolo's? You know what Jimmy G's is? Close I to do. 100. 99.6. Yeah. I'd rather have Jimmy G. Jimmy G took a team to Super Bowl. They were on the verge of going to another one. If a guy can hold the ball... I, I, you know, if a guy can hold an interception falling yeah. in his hands at midfield, San Francisco's going to another one a couple of years ago. I can never say his name. Jaquizki Tart, right? That's his name? Jaquizki. Jaquizki. Jaquizki or Jaquizki? Yeah, it's it like Jamiroquai. I never say his name right. I never say it right. Jaquizki. If Tart can hold on to the ball, Jimmy G's probably going back to a second Super Bowl. So I don't know. I would take Jimmy G. All right, we got a few other things we got to knock around before crosstalk uh, coming up at two, and we do have those tickets to give away for the anniversary show via trivia. So that's happening in the next fifteen minutes. Stick around; we'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It belongs to Halliburton and Indiana, which has a timeout remaining, will shoot for the win and the tie break on the season series. Watch Halliburton. Halliburton loves these moments here. Been a game winner against Miami earlier this year. Halliburton, a deep three for the lead. It's oh, good. Ooh, man, that was a huge shot. That was a big-time shot. A cold-blooded three by Tyrese Halliburton. His sixth of the night, 29 for the game. Watch, watch where he pulls up. My goodness. Look where he, he's behind the ass mark. Nearly on wow. the logo. Stay, uh, Tyrese Halliburton's uh, foot was almost on the horn at midcourt. Almost on the horn. And he canned it. Say his name, Mirko. Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton. I mean, we know it. He can play. Another guy that I felt like when the Bulls were, that was AK's first draft. I feel like Halliburton was a name that was kind of connected to them a lot. He ended up going, I feel like, farther down the board than people thought. Um, He was on the back end of the lottery at 12. That was the year the Bulls drafted Patrick Williams. Oh, yeah. Just another one. I, I hope we don't. And I like Patrick. Um, he's obviously nothing close to Tyrese Halliburton yet at this point, but I, I still like Patrick Williams. I like aspects of his game, but I hope it's not another one we look back on. I think it might be, though, and we're like, you know, like we do that right now with SGA uh, and, and Wendell. And, and even though Wendell's had some good moments, they kind of shipped, you know, they, they gave up on Wendell a little early in the Vooch trade. And Wendell's fine, but you'd obviously rather have SGA. And I hope we don't. Start saying the same things, although I think most fans would be like, Carm, what are you talking about? Of course, we're already saying that. I mean, give me a break. I guess I'm only sort of still holding out some sliver of hope that it fires here for Patrick Williams more consistently. He plays more consistently, especially late in games. I'd like to see him part of the closing unit. If nothing else, like, can we just see it? Can we see it when you're seven games below 500? Like, can we? Can Patrick Williams be on the floor when you're down three? And there's crunch time. Five seconds left. Like, can we see it? Billy? AK? Eversley? Anybody? 
McFly, anybody home? Do they trust him, Carm? Well, I... Do they trust him? When you're trying to close a game against Toronto and you're getting your brains destroyed, your brains beat in on the glass, can we maybe see Patrick Williams in the closing lineup? Anybody? Anyone home? So, while most fans probably hear me say, what do you... you, Maybe we're going to say, they're probably like, dope. We're already saying, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, of course you'd rather have, I guess... Than Patrick Williams, but I, 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 the only like slight bit of trepidation or hesitation I still have is that maybe Patrick Williams figures this out at some point because I think at his best we see flashes of what could be an excellent NBA player. But Halliburton's a stud. The Bulls are, I mean, you, you know, this they're, whole weekend they're again, they're a mess. This whole weekend again. You know, they like they were going toe-to-toe with, with the Suns for a little while on Friday night, end up losing convincingly. Same thing again yesterday. I mean, just they can't close these games. They cannot. They lose the season series to Indy. If that's important to anybody, they lose the tiebreaker. That's the team they're tied with on the outside looking yeah, in for yeah. that final playing spot the 10 seed right now the bulls and the pacers are about a game and a half back but the pacers own the tiebreaker now so i don't know it's just disappointing and yeah i'd like i guess i'd like to see things in some rotations that were a little bit different i don't know if we're, we're going to get it i don't know what they're waiting on but damn they might miss here i had them might miss yeah oh, I, think they're that, trending. I think they're probably they're gonna trending miss. for a miss i mean do you yeah. think they're going to turn around at denver no no, I mean that's going to be a loss. Houston's bad. Houston's terrible. Houston's terrible. But they, they actually they have in a few, San Antonio though, right? There's a few players on that. I'd rather okay. have Houston's roster. I mean, I'm not. I'll be honest with you. What they got? 16 wins, Carm? How can I be afraid of a 16 win team if I'm a you, 26 win team? You can't be. But I would rather have Houston's roster than the Bulls. Is that nuts? Oh boy, you got 76ers twice in a row. That's what? coming up. How you about, know that? How about their win on Saturday night? March 20th and the 22nd. Well, you regale me with a story, Carm, they, on how Philadelphia won on Saturday night. They scored like 40-some points in the fourth on the in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee? And snapped Milwaukee's winning streak. Yes. They had like a 45-point fourth quarter or something against a team that's pretty good on defense. Was like, Grayson Allen playing on the D? Grayson or, Allen. Uh, Grayson Allen, I know, had a big third quarter. I only saw highlights of that game. I was at a, a charity event. Oh. I know he had a big third quarter, and then I saw the just the highlights of the – they went nuts. Yeah. Um, uh, Harden went nuts in the fourth, and they rallied, and they won. Well, the Bulls got L.A. twice. I mean, they can manhandle Los Angeles. Clip, uh, Lakers twice? Oh, they no. have the Lakers. They, play yeah. the, they haven't played the Lakers this year. Is that right? At the Lakers on the 26th and uh, versus the Lakers, I believe. I didn't realize that they yeah. hadn't played the Lakers yet. Well, I'm year. looking at the schedule trying to find victories, you know. That's what I'm looking at. I think they can beat Portland. There's a Portland team on here I think they can beat. Yeah, Portland's frisky, too. Trivia time, Yurko. They got the Clippers in between that, though. Good luck. Clippers finally snapped that. Right when I bet the Clippers yeah. to win the NBA title, they lose five in a row. They go Lakers, Clippers, Lakers. Lakers, Clippers, Lakers. Oh, because, okay. Yeah. Uh, Clippers had a nice rally in the fourth. Speaking of fourth quarter rallies, they look like they were on their way to a sixth straight loss or maybe a seventh at this point, but they won last night. How about the Knicks? Knicks have won nine, ten in a row, nine in a row. They won in double overtime in Boston last night. I, I didn't know that. Great game. Yeah, last I, night in I, Boston. I don't catch uh, a, a lot. Julian Dude, Randall? NBA, is it Julian Randall? Uh, Julius Randall, yes. Julius Randall. There we uh, go. And uh, quickly went nuts last night. 
Emmanuel quickly had a huge nine game. and one in their last ten. Carm, Dude, you are correct. They had that. The NBA has been great here these last couple weekends, and I mean fabulous. Last night's double overtime uh, Celtics Knicks game was terrific. Yeah, I can't we didn't believe- really get into the Ja thing today. What what is happening with Ja Morant right in front of our ja, eyes ja, here? Like Ja had a uh, a video or something that was produced with him flashing a gun. And I, like at a strip club, on I IG Live, like at a club. Let's on, say a man. club. Come on, you know what I'm saying? At a club. I love Ja. Like he's so likable. And yeah. but this is not going in a good direction these last few weeks with some of this. Let's call Chuck. Find out what his thoughts are on this. Chuck. Chuck. Barkley. Yeah. Call Chuck. Let's get Chuck on. Chuck will give him some listen, advice. Man. Listen, listen, man. Don't be a knucklehead. I mean, what are you doing? Don't hanging around with Chuck, these guys. Man. I could pretend to be Chuck. We need trivia. Here we go. Pair of tickets to the 25th anniversary party to give away. Station trivia. And you just had to be listening earlier this hour to know the answer. Because we talked about the late 90s and early 2000s, all the way through 2005, through the World Series. About our White Sox pre and post team. Name them. Who did our White Sox pre and post back in the day? Circa 90, I think it was 99 through 2005. Who was it? 3123. First caller, Abdallah, is that cool? First correct caller at 312-332-3776. Tomorrow, spring trading. Every Tuesday in March, it's going to be Waddle and Abdallah early, 7 to 10. Hoodie and Sylvie, 10 to noon. Black and Yurko, noon to 2. And then I'll be with Cap, 2 to 6. And then Tyler and Meller will be on at night, 6 to 8. So a full loaded day for everybody tomorrow first correct caller is going to win the 25th anniversary tickets good luck on the trivia we'll cross talk with waddle and sylvie when we return in two minutes rich eisen has the final word brought to you by bath planet carmen and yurko present today's final word because you had to be a big shot did you you had to open up your mouth today's final word on carmen and yurko a broad jump of 10-9, and here he is running a 40-yard dash, and oh my goodness, it is full Moses Malone. Four, four, four. Oh my goodness gracious, that's a quarterback.